Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Madlet Musings. I have with us Lisa Harris, who writes killer suspense. And um, she has a new release coming out April called The Catch. It's of her U.S. Marshals series. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Tell Thank us you. about yourself and, and about this book coming out. Well, I'm super excited about the book. It is actually book three in my U.S. Marshall series. So this is going to kind of wrap everything up. Um, I am a suspense author. Um, I've lived in Africa for about 20 years, but I'm currently back in the States. So um, just like my books that have lots of twists and turns, so does my life. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to finally wrap up the romance between Madison and Jonas to find out um, who killed her husband mm. and the actual case that is involved in this book about a missing child and Amber Alerts and all of that fun suspense. Super fun suspense. Now being the third in a trilogy, is this one that we could pick up and read or do we need to read the first two to really understand what's going on? Well, all three books in the series are about the same characters. So each case is individual in each book, but they're like overarching storylines. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, their romance and then um, her husband that was murdered. So those are kind of the ones that tie the series together, but each one has a case that is solved in it on its own. Perfect. And if the readers are new to you, they get a bonus here because they're already finding out about book three, which means they can have all of them at the same exactly. time. They and they don't have, have to wait. Wait yeah. in between. <laughs> yeah, because I know readers complain about waiting months and months. So you don't have to wait. <laughs> just buy the trilogy all right up front and you've yes. got it. And that's a perfect weekend too, is just on a couch reading suspense and exactly everything. This is great. So we have Madison and we have Jonas who um, have an overarching romance throughout this. But the story that's involved in the catch um, is a missing woman and endangered child that is actually connected to a murder. Um, yes. And so from what I'm understanding about the story, they're trying to find the child and save the child. Am I correct in that? Correct. Yeah, okay. correct. They think that, the, yeah, I can't give away too much, but right. yes, the child is definitely endangered. We just don't know exactly by who. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and that's the thing with suspense is you always have to be careful how many questions we ask because spoiler alert, we don't want to do that for anybody. So <laughs> this is super exciting. But one of the things that you mentioned that caught my attention was <laughs> you mentioned how the book has twists and turns like life does. Yes. And that got me, you know, thinking, yeah, life really has thrown us a lot of twists and turns over the last two years in any nation that you are living in throughout the world. And with that comes lots of anxiety and emotions and depression and things um, do your characters struggle with some of that in the story, considering the content is high octane and stressful? No, definitely. Um, I don't know how you could avoid it. Um, anxiety, definitely. I know Madison is also um, worried about her father, who is has all, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so she has anxiety about 
you know, him and what's happening with him. And yet she's kind of pulled away because of her job. So you have the, you know, just your personal, um, you know, the, she has a personal life. She has, you know, she has her family, she has a sister. And so those add anxieties because she's not there, you know, to be with her father, like she wants to be. And then of course there's the anxiety of, you know, trying to find a missing person and, and, um, just, a. I mean, that I couldn't have that kind of job just with the high right. pressure. And um, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, so definitely having to deal with the emotional side of all of that um, is something that Madison for sure struggles with. Right, right. And that brings me to, you know, the concept of, you know, I read suspense and I love suspense because it's, it's captivating. Um, and, you know, the levels of anxiety as a reader are not quite as high because, you know, it's fiction. Um, right. But with life and the concept of anxiety and dealing with the curveballs that life throws us, whether it's a missing child or whether it's a pandemic or a job loss or <laughs> a relative that's been diagnosed with something like you mentioned, your character's father has Alzheimer's. How have you... Um, processed through the anxieties of life and the changes that keep getting thrown at at you well I know boy the last two years um and it's funny in the middle of of COVID I had children coming home from college they'd lost their jobs the schools were shut down my mother was in assisted living and I thought I don't I'm not even worried about getting COVID I'm just trying to deal with like the the fallout of everything and um, one of the questions that has really been ingrained in me the last couple of years, particularly, is who am I listening to? Mm -hmm. You know how in James says, take every thought captive. And, I, and I've realized this is such a battle of the mind. Um, whose voice am I listening to? Am I listening to all the fear around me? Because, I mean, if you turn on the news, it's nonstop fear and it'll have you off on rabbit holes and terrified, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what side of everything you're on it's it's you know and so there is just and there's just so much anxiety in the world and it's easy to just plug into that and to feed your you know to feed it mm -hmm. um and so i just that question who's whose voice are you listening to am i listening to god who told me to take every thought captive you know who told me to cast my anxiety on anxiety on him who told me to think about you know, things that are positive. I mean, and it's hard because it literally is a, a daily battle. Um, but that is the question I keep coming back to whose voice am I listening to? Or am I listening to the world and to Satan who is trying to, you know, pull me off into that anxiety and depression? And yes, I have, you know, I went there <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> and I, because I think we all have, and it's so hard to fight, but it is a, a continual battle that you have to wake up every morning and, you know, consciously say, okay, I'm going to fight this today, but it's hard. It is. It's really hard. And, you know, I think culture too has almost, we've almost become, what's the word I'm looking for, conditioned to live off of stress. Like yeah. stress becomes the gasoline of our life. Yeah. And when we, we be, when we take that concept of being still and pulling back, um, I found that I, I don't know how to be still. No, I get anxiety. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. 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 So it's like anxiety from, from every corner.
Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Um, but yeah, casting all your cares on him. You mentioned that verse. How do you do that? Enlighten <laughs> us. How do you cast all your cares on him? You know, it is, I, mean, I did make like this list the other day um, because it is so hard. And I think if we're not conscious about it, but some of the things that I was thinking about was um, to be grateful, make a list of things we're grateful. I know last year we did like a, or maybe it was the year before, I think it was the year that COVID came out. We did a thankful jar and then we, um, read through those at Thanksgiving. And I thought that is such a great thing. And we should have done it last year too. Um, um, I think just laughing and being out with positive people, we've got to think about, you know, who are we surrounding us? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Um, what are we listening to? Are we just listening to the news? Are we, are we listening to, you know, worship music? Are we spending time being quiet? Like you said, I think that's a key too. Are we finding time to be still? Because if we're not, then we're just going to get caught up in this kind of tornado of anxiety right. of, of all the things that come flying at us because it's, you can't really get away from it, but we can just sit and be quiet and just, I guess, just bow down before God and worship and just um, think of, well, and think about Peter, Peter in the boat, you know, what happened when he looked away, mm-hmm. when he looked away, he started sinking. And yet it was, when he had his eyes on Jesus, then he could, you know, he was okay. And so if we don't find that quiet time, we'll never find that, that peace that protects our minds. Right. Oh, absolutely. I love that. I love that story too, where, you know, Peter's so impulsive, mm-hmm. jumps out of the boat and he's like, I'm walking on water, man. I'm getting over to Jesus. This is great. And I think so often we will attack life like that. And then those curveballs come and like you right. said, take our eyes off and we start to sink. Right. And um, it's, it's poignant. It's a poignant story about keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. And I think sometimes too, have you found when you try to keep your eyes on Christ or you look for those moments to be still that you almost feel guilty for it? because life has us running at a harried pace. And that's kind of, we've been conditioned that that's what we're supposed to do. Right. You know, we've got to do one more thing. We've got, even like I've been sick this last week and just to sit and do nothing to me is like, that's the most wasteful. (laughs) I mean, there's so many things I could be doing. And I, and I really honestly felt like God was just saying, you just need to stop and you need to rest because you've worn yourself out, you know, and you've just got to sit there and you've got to rest. But that's so hard because we are taught to be productive and we are, you know, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. Um, and yet what did Jesus do? He went up on the mountain and would pray and rest and he would get away. And boy, we are just not good at being still. I don't think we know how to be still. It's hard. It's very hard. Very hard. Cause then you're always thinking about the deadlines that are coming and approaching exactly. yeah. whether they're writing deadlines or life deadlines, it, you know, it doesn't matter. And I need to get 87,000 things done off of my task list that I can get that big project done. (laughs) That's how I was feeling in the middle of the night. I was thinking about all the things I didn't get done because I was resting. (laughs) 
Right. I didn't, you know, <laughs> right. and then, it's, yeah, it's kind of this never ending cycle, but I mean, I don't know why we think that we have to do it all, you know? Um, and so I think a lot of getting rid of anxiety is we've got to recondition our minds mm. um, to learn to be still, to learn to not, I, yeah, just to, to keep our eyes on him instead of the world. Right. Um, Right. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I think it takes a lot of self-discipline to be able to accomplish that reconditioning of our minds, the same self-discipline that we apply to getting things done and making sure that we're staying on schedule. Um, Because we do have a lot to do. I mean, that is just life, you know, I, and that's okay. But yeah, finding that balance. I mean, you know, what, what do I do for, you know, just fun or for a, you know, (laughs) Right. I'm like, I don't know. I guess read a book, right? (laughs) It's good if you have time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's always my issue. I have this to be red pile. It's huge. And it's, it's inspiring me with lots of rest moments that I'm not taking. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Those books. But yeah, I think it's great to um, look at life through the lens of Christ like mm-hmm. you said, and how he pulled away from the crowds. Right. I don't want to say he pulled away from responsibility, but in a way he took time out from the action right. to make sure that his heart was still in the right condition. Do you think we are, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer question, but I'm going to ask it because it's, it's good for conversation. Do you think we're more productive if we take time out to refocus and regenerate on the one that we're serving or do you think we're more productive when we stick to a deadline and a schedule and a calendar and keep pushing forward? I mean, I think we have to do the time away with him, the refocusing, um, you know, and I think, I mean, when James says, take every thought captive, there's action involved in that. You know, it's something that we have to, to guard our mind to, um, you know, to think about. So there, there are things that we, you know, we have to be involved in, we can't just, you know, sit back and do nothing. But I think we definitely, that's how we, that's how Jesus refreshed his soul mm-hmm. was by spending time with the father. And I know that that's true for me too. Um, I do feel refreshed when I stop, when I am fed by the word, when I am worshiping, when I am, you know, thinking when I'm listening to the right voice, right. Um, instead of those distractions around me and maybe that I think that for me is a lot of it we have responsibilities and and of course we need to we need to do those responsibilities and that's okay but we've got to just push aside all the noise there's so much noise that are not things that we need to be listening to I mean I it's so easy to get on Instagram because I need to you know (laughs) just kind of let my mind go and you know (laughs) you get sucked down these rabbit holes and not that those things are terrible but I mean, do we take that much time to focus on, on Christ and on, you know, on the positive and on the good and, you know, or the news, whatever. I mean, everybody has their own little, um, but we do have to be conscious of finding that time, that space just to breathe and just to listen and be still. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. (laughs) It is hard, you know, and I'm looking at you know, to, to go back to your story, it, it almost seems irresponsible to 
think about, you know, Madison and Jonas as they're tasked with finding, you know, a, a missing child and a missing woman and solving a murder. It seems so ironic if a character would step in and say, you know what, why don't you guys just sit down and grab a cup of coffee and take a moment. I mean, I can only imagine like their faces like, what? But, and so there are things in life, I think, you know, obviously that require urgency, like a missing child is probably not the moment that you want to go, you know, sit down with a cup of coffee. On the flip side, though, how have you found taking even those short times, like two minutes to just step out of the crisis yeah. and take it before the Lord? How have you found that to be effective in your well, own walk? I know even in my books, I always have a time when, and, and this is all in the middle of all the craziness, when right. they do kind of stop and somebody reminds them, you mm. know, of, of whatever the spiritual thing that they're struggling with at that point, there always does seem to be that moment. Um, and so I, you know, I am trying consciously, especially in the last couple of years, like I said, this, this question, whose voice am I listening to in order to hear God's voice? I do have to stop, you know, and I do have to just take that time to breathe. And you know what? Life goes on, <laughs> you know, that's, and that's another thing I think that I've learned in the last couple of years, the world is not going to fall apart if I just stop and you know, watch a Hallmark movie with my mom, (laughs) you know, or, or whatever, whatever, just to kind of stop and pause, you know, the world went on the last few days when I've been sick in bed and you know what? It's okay. (laughs) Right. No, did I get everything done that I wanted to in my, in my behind, but, but I'm realizing more and more, you know, okay. I set all these deadlines, especially as a writer, you know, we set all these deadlines, we have all this stuff Mm -hmm. and yet you know, life is not gonna just, you know, it's, it's okay. If we stop, it's okay. If we breathe, (laughs) you know, it's okay. If we stop and just, you know, just laugh or, or, you know, spend time in the word or whatever, whatever it is to keep our focus where it needs to be, because in the long run, we're going to be a lot better off. True. The contentment that comes from it, the peace of mind. And I found, and I'm sure you'll agree with me that when you do take that step back, whether it's for a minute or an hour or a day, God redeems the time. Right. Yes. Yes. So deadline. I think it's something we're ever going to regret. No. (laughs) We're not going to regret it. And I found, you know, like, you know, as a writer, you know, we've got our little word count mapped out and how much we need to get done before the writer's deadline. And there's been times that I just like, I can't write. I'm, I'm done. I'm just exhausted. And taking that step back is so hard because you're afraid, well, now I'm going to be completely off calendar but then when you go back, sometimes it's like the Lord has just rejuvenated you so much. Like you write double right. or you produce more right. because right. you had that opportunity to rest. And you're just in a better headspace because I mean, obviously my, my husband has this shirt, you know, Jesus took naps, go take a nap. Oh, <laughs> and I, love I need that. that shirt. That needs, that's my life motto. That's gotta be my life motto. <laughs> I know. And yet, you know, I used to feel so guilty. Oh, I, I, you know, I need to go take a nap. I don't feel, I decided I'm not going to feel guilty anymore, (laughs) but you know, it's okay. It's okay. We do those things. And in the end, you know what life goes on, we get done what we have to, and we, and we probably also makes us realize all those urgent things that really maybe didn't need to be on our plate. You know, I think it helps us evaluate 
there are things that are very important and they, right. you know, if you're homeschooling or if you're, you know, I mean, just all these things we take, I'm taking care of my mother, what, all these things that we're doing are important right. and God obviously thinks they're important too, but sometimes we do have to reevaluate um, what, you know, the urgent, the important, I mean, what, what do we really need to do? And it's okay to take some things off our plate because we just live in this world that is just like on a roller coaster that never ends. And that is not listening to the right voice. Right. Right. Absolutely. So if you were going to leave your readers with a last thought or message about the tyranny of the urgent, as my mom used to call it, and the anxiety that comes with it and how to manage that, what would you say to them? I think just, um, let's be, let's just work on being diligent, you know, and guarding our minds in listening to his voice and finding that time to be still. And I say that to myself as much as anybody else. Um, something that, you know, I have to think about every single day. Um, but I think just as humans in this world that we live in, let's just find time to be still, to, to reconnect with our father and, um, I think in the end, we'll just, the, the refreshing that'll come from that will make us, you know, not only better, just make us less anxious, less depressed. Um, I know those feelings are so real, um, but we've got to find time to slow down and just be still in his presence and just listen to that, to his voice. Just listen to his voice. I love that. I love that. So let's focus on that dear listeners, because I think that's some great advice um, and something that I definitely want to be focusing on in my life too. So um, as our readers are listening, how do they get to know you a little bit more and get to know more about your books and um, all your stories? Yeah, well, I have a website, lisaharriswrites.com. And from there, I have a Facebook page, like a Facebook group, um, that you can connect with me. And yeah, I have all, all my links are there on my website. I, I don't do a lot of social media, but you know, some Instagram, not very much Twitter. Twitter's, <laughs> and a, I'm whole there. Twitter's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So lisaharriswrites.com and they yeah. can find all your social media links there, find out about your books, where to order them, where to get them. And um, this has been so much fun. I appreciate you being here with us today, Lisa, and sharing. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good reminder. I and needed it. to. <laughs> <laughs> so now we will um, go take a moment to rest. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.